Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, be off in the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six sort of war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Here was good, War Room family. You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. Y'all know who my brothers are. We got B. Austin. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, fellas, one half of the NBA Finals is set, and the other half could be set after the night. So we're going to discuss how we got here and the quote-unquote royal comments that made everybody and everything else that happened in sports this week irrelevant. So sit back, relax, bust it up with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of the world. Episode 681 starts now and the countdown, man, we got 19 episodes left, at least, you know, in our weekly show. So, you know, it's, it's... it's, it's, it's almost time. But, look, y'all can get in on the conversation like you have for the past 681 weeks by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, all that shit, um, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Not sure if we're going to get any calls because we are – Broadcasting at a special time this evening And I don't know if anybody saw those ads But if you did, you did If you didn't, you didn't We holler at you whenever But look, man um, What up? Y'all surprised that Brittany Griner's first game back wasn't a sellout? Why they ain't buying these tickets? She came back? They ain't trying trying to see men They ain't trying to see men versus women (laughs) <laughs> those are the thoughts of B. Austin and B. Austin alone. I want nothing to do with those thoughts. Yeah, but what is it? Down. We got a bunch of talktivists out here. They ain't really activists. Everybody want to talk about how they shouldn't have to go play overseas to get money. The WNBA don't pay them enough and this and that. But when the financial angle comes up, you know, it doesn't do anything to move all of these talktivists because, you know, who, why are all these people not buying tickets? I don't, I don't get I it. I mean, it might be better off just like putting up a GoFundMe. I think it's like Yo, people. And this you know, money money. People give to them Jones for no reason. GoFundMe, GoFundMe is the way. GoFundMe is the way to go. they do like selling tickets. Like so, <laughs> WNBA might be better off just asking for donations. They might get it faster. 
Yeah. Donations, donations. I thought it was the trash. Don't be hitting on me, man. Yo, in the word, in the in the uh, in the beliefs of the good brother Claude, Doctor Claude Anderson, people, but what you put your money behind is what you really believe in. They don't believe in the W. They just like don't believe them. But 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 now just to shoot shoot him a little bit of bail, like it's one thing to support like her sport or whatever. Another thing to not want to see someone unfairly like harmed. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I could I could I could on one hand say yo, and you know I know these aren't the people you're talking about, but I could say yo, they treating her wrong, they doing her dirty, and I wanted her to come home. But I could also yeah, not yeah. care about how she make her bread. <laughs> right, same time. Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> like I don't care what she make. When she make don't make me <laughs> but but I'm uh well what what do you say what do you say to the contingent of people that don't believe that they should have let Victor Von Doom, the merchant of death, out in the ex- man, never mind. Play it, man. Oh, what do you say to me? I don't know. I don't talk to myself. <laughs> I mean to me to me that's one of those situations where it's like I'm glad that ain't my decision to make. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Like, cause, you know, po- politics is weird but Listen, man. I heard I heard Bomani say something funny. Like it was it was very simple. It had nothing to do with um, the subject of what he was talking about. But what he said was, he was like, "Yo, when you, getting older is recognizing that the world is complex and nothing is really black and white." And that resonated with me because I'm like, "Yo, that's that's kind of how that is." Like, I get on the one hand why you do it, but I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. But I I, I get both sides of the argument. And older right. you get, the I more mean, you get both sides of the argument. So you're gonna get scrutinized on both sides. All crazy. Yeah, you can't. You, know I mean? you can't. But my thing is going like, God forbid, a merchant of death grab his homies and a bunch of his weapons and come over here and shoot up a WNBA game. How ironic would that be? Hey, yeah, I bet you. They, I bet you they get more traction than them just playing ball. <laughs> People will buy tickets to the next game, even though they shot it up. You know. Yeah, I mean, listen, the there. fact of the matter is, like, we don't care about that, but we also don't care about like Charlotte, like Charlotte Hornet ball games too. Like, funny right. thing is, there's so, certain you know. NBA, there's certain NBA teams that don't do numbers either. Um, they just real. happen to get welfare from um, all the good teams. Like, when you, I don't know if you ever got a chance to listen to that pod I sent you about the the, the business breakdown of the NBA. Not yet, no. Like half of the NBA teams be welfare teams. It's just that the ones at the very top do so well, and the way they structure they that, that channel. Yeah, that sharing, that sharing pay for a WNBA, you know, some of them teams that don't nobody care about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, like you said, shout out to the Hornets. I mean, the Hornets get no run from me when Mello, when Mello's hurt, and he always hurt, so the Hornets yo, don't get yo, no run same, from me. Yo, same here, bro. If he's playing, <laughs> I cut it on. If he ain't playing, I don't care about nothing. Right. Going it's on. like, we're not trying to pile on the Hornets, but... <laughs> Y'all the Yo, first one to come to mind. I'm just picking him because I, I remember <laughs> I remember distinctively him using their name as an example, but it's right. kind of like the same thing in the NFL too, right? That's why getting a sports franchise is so valuable because it's a license to print money because even if you're terrible at what you do, because of revenue still sharing, money. like, Yo, because of revenue sharing, like I, I, they said, I think the Lakers had to write Memphis a check for like $30 million just based upon the money <laughs> they made on TV. It, because it's like we got to share revenue. Like the Lakers had to write them a check. That's crazy. Because That's of like crazy. the revenue sharing, right? you know. And the Memphis is the better. It's a, anyway, it's a whole other story. But anyway. Yeah, I feel yeah, sorry yeah. for so the Grizzlies like, though. They went from Vancouver to Memphis. Like, pick a better city, dog. <laughs> they went from Vancouver yeah. to Memphis. 
Like they struck out I mean, twice. I get it, dog, but that's two one, one day I'm gonna get y'all to come. I'm gonna get y'all to come to my big city theory, man, because that's where the money is. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all know what it is, though. Before we get started, started, we just gotta remind y'all that whether you're with us live or not, on any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show. And all of our partner shows at the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com, or you can check out any of the shows on any of the major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so don't miss an episode. Shout out to the homies over at Tissue and the Tape, Bod and Phil Matic, uh, Roy and Chris over on the Broad Street line, Superstars, John Appetit on the couch with the Wilsons, whole lot more. Check it out. All right, so... Hot Topics, y'all know, usually, and still is, brought to you by MyBookie. Wolverham family, it's time for you to get your parlay on. Time to start betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked them out, then it's time to stop playing. Place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports, and when you do, make sure you throw in the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate an offer that will get you 50% off of your first deposit up to $1,000. So go to mybookie.ag and do that. Play, win, and get your bread. There's nothing else to say here. All right, man, so, you know, not a lot of big things happened in in NBA this week, but like I said in the open, one story kind of, you know, just a few words just took on a life of its own and kind of made everything else that happened this week irrelevant. The story that we're about to talk about, this is not that. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that got pushed under the rug right after these messages. I remember the days when I had nothing, just a ball on the court and a dream of something more. But basketball was my outlet. My purpose was strong, my communities. The cities I represented with pride and the fans that supported me along the way. I am forever grateful for those people and places because they made me Carmelo Anthony. But now the time has come for me to say goodbye. To the court where I made my name, to the game that gave me purpose and pride. But this bittersweet goodbye to the NBA, I am excited about what the future holds for me. When people ask what I believe my legacy is, it's not my feats on the court that come to mind. No awards or praise. Because my story has always been more than basketball. My legacy, my son, is in you. I will forever continue through you. Because the time has come for you to carry this torch. So, Kai, chase your dreams. Let nothing hold you back. Let nothing intervene. My legacy. Now and forever Lives on through you And I'll always be proud Of all that you do Peace We got to keep it real With reality and reality Gonna keep it real with us I remember them good old days Hey man, shout out to Carmelo Anthony um, announcing his official official retirement since, you know, the league and tried to push him out twice over the last few years. Um, I don't care with any of the, the slander that he's gotten throughout his career. Um, 
when you really sit back and peel back them layers, you kind of know what that's about. But he'll forever be one of my favorite players to watch. Favorite Shout player. out to Carmelo, man. And and yo, can y'all can y'all hear anybody talk behind that song and not get emotional? Yo, <laughs> yo, I just, I just happened to be uh, I happened to be cooking when I first saw it, and um, a With lot of onions. onions and what I was what I was preparing. <laughs> I didn't cut them. I didn't cut them underwater. So, you know, and 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 Lisa, my wife, was dusting. She was dusting the living room when I went. So, yeah, so all that, all that, all that onion gas and that dust. I ain't gonna lie though. Yeah. When I saw, when I saw it, I was laughing my ass off because in the video he's telling the son like, "Yo, you got next. You my legacy." But he was busting his ass on the court. Yeah. But you <laughs> know what, Jim? That that wasn't the official video though. That was something somebody else made. Like, the official okay. video was him sitting on the couch talking to his son, and they were showing Carmelo highlights. Because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, damn. Okay. I'm like, how you talking about his legacy, but they showing him cracking right, his son's so neck. I, I, I got I to go back and watch Yeah, we got the one. remix the first. Watched, and then yeah, we I watched saw the, the remix, real y'all. Like, yo, yeah, we got the remix. to his son, but they was in the gym, and Melo right. was torching his dumb ass. Because like, like, when I first saw that, I'm like, yo, how are you – how are you promoting him as next and you showing that he ain't shit right now? <laughs> like, he, he was killing him. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, this don't go. But then I realized that wasn't the real joint. Somebody else made that. That was Okay, all right, all right, got you. I got to check it out then because Melo put his ass in the yeah. post and was torching him. Yeah. The, the, no, the, the one I texted you this morning, though, that was the that was the real joint. Okay. He was just okay. sitting on the couch okay. talking to him. And, got you. All right, got so. you. All right, yeah. But, but how do y'all think Melo – is going to be remembered because I remember from Mello a yeah. real strong start, but when you come yeah. out and you're supposed to be, you know, second fiddle in this very talented draft to LeBron James and everything that they had already said LeBron was going to be that he lived up to, by the way, you know, you already, you know, you already were at a deficit when you began, but Mello kind of started a little stronger, you know, made the playoffs you know, before LeBron did, but never really got over that hump to win a championship. So how do y'all think he's going to be remembered? Is Melo going to be another Charles Barkley? Uh, Yes. It's it's funny. Um, It's funny. I I see it in two ways. Um, One, one positive, one, one kind of negative. The negative I'll start because that's what sells and that's what y'all really want to hear. The fact, the fact that um, he fizzled, towards the end, which, which was a little, it wasn't really no, wasn't a whole lot of his fault. It was circumstantial situational, but the fact that he fizzled and we're such a culture of immediacy um, and what have you done for me lately. uh, And the fact that this, you know, the generations coming up behind us are stupid. They're going to focus and hone in on what they saw last and what they remember last, which is going to be damaging to his legacy. Um, he's clear, 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 clear-cut Hall of Famer. Like, he don't got to worry about that. Like, he's going in the Hall. He will be known as a Hall of Famer. But I don't think he's going to get his due in the pantheon of greats that he should because of the fizzle. That's the, down, that's the negative. The but the crazy part about that, though, be I'm going to let you finish, but the crazy part about that, some players fizzle, but people hold their name up so high and keep that going that even if all you saw as a youngster was the fizzle, 
you start buying into what people are saying, so, like most of the time. I, like I, a Tim I, Duncan. I, I, Tim I, Duncan I, don't get that kind I, of slant. I disagree that, with that, that though. I disagree. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because let me, let me finish. That's, that's where I was going with it. There is a chance that the cultural lore and the media machine would get hold of him because of he's such, he's such a fit into the culture, uh, black culture, sports culture, that they will hold him in high esteem based on that cultural. Because to your point, <clears throat> there are guys that get a little bit more love based on media, and that's the thing. Carmelo played his entire career in in the media in that in in an age where everything is reported, everything is is seen. So his whole career is documented. It's not like a Wilt thing where so much of it is legend and lore, and and there is no evidence. Now we got all the evidence and all the tape. So there's still the possibility of the fact that people he is beloved because of his cultural significance. People get a hold of that and take the narrative in a different direction. So that's the thing. I know, but the crazy part, when Melo was still balling, his narrative was already negative, though. So. All right, yo, all right, in so New let York, me, he, 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 he played like let trash me, let in me, New York. Let me, yeah. let me, yo, I just want to add to the conversation because I kind of disagree with that, like, um, a thousand percent because – one of the things I recognize, and I was thinking about it this week as I was watching, like, um, you know, everything going on with Bron and, like, yo, dude is in year 20 and, like, the way people still talk about him. So I started thinking about the greats, and, and then I watched that um, KG and, like, Joaquin Noah clip. And I'm like, yo, when it comes to the great players, we tend to forget their later years when they, um, you know, lag on. And I'm talking about across the board. No one talks about KG in Brooklyn. No one talks uh-huh. about that, that's kind of, That was kind of my point, though, Jim. If people no hold their Hakeem name in esteem and they tell these youngsters this is one of the greatest mm-hmm. players of all time, nobody, like, cares about that. But I just, Dog, like, that, with Melo, he was still balling when people were saying negative stuff about him. Like, <laughs> kids yeah, who never I, saw, kids who only saw Duncan average 13 points a game, they hear so much that he's the greatest power forward of all time. They go with that narrative. So, I think we're kind of saying so, the same thing. We just said it somewhat, on like somewhat, like but I think, I, I, yeah, somewhat. But I think that um, like Tim Duncan is an interesting case because it's like he still doesn't care about any of this, so he right. disappears at times. Like yo, Tim Duncan be going for a couple of years, but I don't even see him where seeing where he is. But um, you know these kids ain't see Tim Duncan when he and was, then, and then Jimmy, and, was and then Jimmy, when when he, and when he disappears, he disappears with the same clothes on and comes back with the same clothes <laughs> he had on. <laughs> Only thing is different is his hair. It just looked like it grew and he stopped combing it. But but like, it's funny yo, what's you the point, about, yo, what's talk the about point of being wealthy? What's the point of being wealthy if you're gonna do that? So if you, you know, still shopping at Walmart, you're gonna always be wealthy. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Also, yeah, I'm still bottom yam. So yo, the the thing is, um, it, it, we talk about like how kids look. So, so I remember reading. I actually talked about it in the sports of the book. How uh, you know they've proven through studies that every generation believes theirs is the best. So some of these kids don't even care about the history of the game, right? Like they don't even, you know, they 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 slander Mike. Like I sent you that thread the other day. Boy went in on Mike. I'm like, yo, he took time to. Anyway, so how they re- um how Mello will be remembered is kind of depends upon what he does also in retirement, right? So, um. You know, Barkley still gets a certain level of respect, but he's probably no more now for his broadcasting career than his playing days, even though he was that great. But I still see people talking about how good he is. 
um, because he's still relevant in the sport. The thing about basketball is is not just a fraternity amongst the players, but when you retire and you know you still work within the business, you tend to. We always talk about that how you see certain dudes get in the Hall of Fame and you be like, "Yo, did he get in the Hall of Fame because he's still in the sport as a as a broadcaster?" Like I feel like they be wanting certain broadcasters to get in so they can call Hall of Famer, you know, as they come on TV, but. Um, so I think it depends upon if Hell is disappeared. That's better for that network. We got the Hall of Famer on the panel. Yeah, exactly. Like, if Melo just disappears out into the ether, like, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing. And, you know, from what I understand from reading, he's made, like, a certain crazy investments where Melo is sitting on a, uh, you know, a young fortune. So he may yeah. not even – I mean, and he has a, a son who's going to play, so he's not going to be able to disappear. So, so, so if his son – so, so I guess to his point in that video – his legacy kind of is his son because he's going to be relevant if his son gets, you know, if his son, mm-hmm. get, you know, fulfills his dream. So we'll see, though. But I think that overall, um, to be Austin's point, Melo has been important in the culture. Melo, outside of Bubba Chuck, represents hip-hop culture probably more than any other NBA player. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you but but truthfully, like, we, we, I think we definitely were saying the same thing. We just – Took it from two different angles, pause. But um, well, not pause, but we just don't we won't be taking nothing. You know what I mean? It'd be consensual. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever angles we take her from, it's consensual. Um, but um, with with Melo, the, the reason I said that about him is because, like I said, like people already feed into the negative narrative from of Melo. Even when he was still balling, uh, Melo's selfish. He don't care about winning championships. Melo just want to score this and that. Like I'm hoping that that goes away, you know, man, at some point. So hopefully the people who did love Melo, you know, raises his name up. And I mean, because he did a he did a lot of stuff that like for a dude who is that skilled and that prideful, like he did stuff towards the end of his career that Allen Iverson refused to do. Like Melo came off the yep. bench. He took lesser roles, you know what I mean? He had to check his pride at the door. Um, and that's difficult to do when you've been the man, you know, throughout your career. So, you know, I love Yo, watching Melo play, man. But, Shout but out I to love, love watching all, his offensive And he has the respect of his set. peers more than a lot of people, too. His offensive skill set was immaculate conception. But let me ask you all a question. And, and, and for the love of the game, for the love of the religion, I've come to to a place where I acknowledge that LeBron James is definitely top five and probably top three, right? But this conversation about Melo gets me to a place where we're talking about how people's legacies and legends, you know, some is accelerated, some, you know, gets forgotten. When did we agree, and and I know I can count on y'all, like when did we agree for sure that Kobe – and Larry Legend aren't who they were. Like, I mean, like I for me, like, for me, like it's just blighted and Larry gets blighted. For me, it's, it's, it's kind of the point that I'm making, though, B. Like, it depends on how people keep your name up. You know what I'm saying? As good as Larry is and as much respect as he does get, we, not us, but we as a culture, we still allow a lot of people to disrespect Larry Bird. You know, because, you know, young boys come up and they talk about him being white and, you know, they put him in on the, the plumbers that Jordan was going against. So he might be collateral damage when somebody else is getting slandered. 
but we allow people to do that. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like some people, like we don't really allow people to talk trash about. I think the people who talk the most trash about Tim Duncan is probably us, and we be joking half the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because at this point, at this point, nobody lets you Tim the best. Tim Duncan slid into the underrated category at this point for me. Like as I watch <laughs> things play out, he kind of like went from, you know, that dude to everybody, you know, puts over Chuck to like now, yo, dude might be underrated because, I mean, you know. I mean, but I for me, that, like I think the younger how you said everybody, you know, of course they catered to their generation, but even young boys, you ask them who's the greatest power forward of all time, a lot of them say Tim, and they didn't really see him play. So even. If we watch the game and we cater to our generation, we still have a certain respect for past generations. Because if you ask us a top 10, top 20, there'll be people in our top 10 and top 20 that we've never seen play before. Will, um, Oscar Is some of that with Tim Tim because the young bulls understand that they are in a generation that is devoid of powerful forwards? That's funny because I was about to say that. They don't really have anybody to put over them. So if we're telling them Tim is the best, when so you watch, have, when you watch, I mean, I've heard somebody say play. Anthony Davis before, but then his narrative I mean, gets so. When you play with Bron, you, you, your narrative is not going to stay the same. And then you <laughs> got to like because all of the all of the failure of your team is going to go on you now because it ain't going to go on Bron. Yo, right. Half man, half right. season, be doing it to himself. But that's either here or there. But I, I, I have heard that before, but. The fact of the matter is, like, the, the entire game of basketball has changed. Like, it yeah. just has changed. Like, I, I, heard into someone say the day, I heard someone say the other day, like, Joel Embiid is like a once-in-a-generation uh, player, but he came along in the wrong generation. Like, if he if he could play maybe 10 years ago, it would be different. But the game is so fast now and so wide open. Like, it's just a different game. So when you start comparing people to but with that being said, though, um, in, in terms of Melo, and, and to me, it just all matters on how he hangs around the game. I don't think yeah. that we'll even be talking about his later years and even the Portland years. First of all, the Knicks are going to draw because they don't have anything else to celebrate. So if they retire Melo, he's going to be known as a Knickerbocker. Um, what's interesting is the whole Denver thing. Because people forget like how dominant he was at Denver, taking to the playoffs and whatnot. But I don't and know they not, and they already gave away his number to somebody who yeah, might yeah. have a better legacy. And they they trash yeah. Melo in Denver, yeah. They do, so yeah, they do. Like, oh, they do. They do. Denver now. You can put his jersey in the Raptors, Raptors, but you can't retire it because somebody might be better than Melo got the jersey now. Right. Here's the thing, though. If Jokic wants to win over, and he's already got people like switching sides, but if he really wanted to switch sides, what if he came out and was like, yo, I'm changing my number next year because this is Melo's number and nobody else should wear it. Boy, he would oh. have the hip-hop generation. I'm about to say, hey, hey, Jim, at that point, Joel Embiid is going to be a total piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no, they, 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 and y'all get the correlation if y'all paying attention. Y'all get that correlation. Yeah, he do yeah, that. He <laughs> People gonna be like, "Yo, Joel, garbage." I don't know why yeah, I ever he thought need, he was the MVP. Yeah, he need class to teach him that, but but you know that that would be a crazy that would be a crazy like a uh, media move for his part. Um, but yeah, man. So, man, congratulations to Melo for a hell of a career. Um, don't forget, like. Is not NBA Hall of Fame, it's basketball Hall of Fame. He's also a college Oh, yeah, that's Syracuse run. College yeah. champion as a freshman. Yeah. 
that was legendary. So you make sure you add that to his resume too. Um, yeah. You know, so salute. Well, like be said, it ain't got no problem with the Hall of Fame. Like that's first ballot, first day. It's just crazy he, he that, that O three draft. That O three draft was so wild. Like we got literally all time greats coming out of that jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to Mellow man. We wanted to give you a few minutes because <laughs> not a lot of people did. <laughs> because somebody else hinted at possible retirement, even though it was baseball cap. Um, shout out to Mellow man, and shout out to you know the way he did it was was kind of dope too. Um, especially if you see the real video and not just the remix, it was kind of cool. All right, all right. So the conference finals, of course, uh, one of them's over, but the one that's still in progress, the, the two seeded Celtics trail the Heat three games to one. Now, it was, they did have a 3-0 deficit, and, of course, we know in like 155 tries, nobody in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. The Lakers tried it this week and, you know, fell massively short. Celtics did get game four, though, which, you know, Jimmy and I was talking about that a little while ago, and I was like, I can't see the Celtics getting swept. Celtics can go back home and win game five. This gets interesting. Gets a little bit interesting. Because um, we do know they're a team, they're probably still the best team in the East, but they're just so inconsistent. And they've dug themselves a hole this time that I don't think they're going to be able to come back from, but I do think they have a chance to make it interesting. Do y'all give them any percentage of a chance of coming back and being the first NBA team ever to win win a series after being down three games in none? One percent. Uh, I- one percent. I, I give him. I give him. Jimmy yeah, got to get him. hurt. I'm a double. I'm a triple. I'm a triple Jimmy. I give him three percent. I give him a three percent <laughs> chance. They they're, they're talented. They have the talent. I. Jalen Jay, do you think Jalen Brown in in between games can learn how to dribble? Probably I mean, not. His trainer yeah. probably. You know, that's a tall task for his trainer. Right? First of all, um, the NBA but you know what can because... happen in between games? Tatum can text Kobe. Hey yo, yo, <laughs> yo. man, he's he's gonna oh. be texty. I don't know if Kobe gonna text back or if or if uh, Vanessa gonna text back and say, "Please stop texting this number." So another yeah, but... part, blocking. <laughs> but yo, pieces though. Here's my thing, right? My thing is the Celtics. First of all, NBA basketball is hilarious because it's like, yo. We shoot threes. If we're hot, we win. If we go cold, we lose. And that's we shoot threes and we teams, lose. Right. Yo, that's pretty how, Pretty much how most teams live and die. They live and die by the three. Um, and that's the thing. The good teams, though, have a so way to gay. adjust when their, shot's not, when their shot's not falling. They adjust and start attacking the basket. The Celtics just be like, yo, we're going to keep bombing. <laughs> Eventually we're going to make it or we not. But we forget adjusting. We're going to keep throwing these bombs up. Right. Um, and as long as the playoffs go forward, what's interesting is you start to see the difference in coaching. You know what I mean? In, in game 32 in a regular season, you don't care about coaching. It don't really matter. But when you get deep in the playoffs and right. people are making adjustments left and right, you start to get exposed. And I think their coach is getting a little exposed. Although, right. Because to your point, Jim, in game 32, coaches. Joe Mazzula was a young genius. Now yeah. he's looking like a young doc. Now, He's going against one of the top fifteen coaches of all time. You know that's what you know because got to get Spolster was also on that list. Um, that he's one of the top fifteen. Which, which crazy is because he's one of the top fifteen coaches, but he's never been a coach of the year. But anyway, um, that's because he does his work 
in the playoffs. So now, so now he's kind of being exposed. Yo, Eric's supposed to be making so many adjustments. I didn't realize to the other day, like with the whole Kevin, like the whole Kevin Love thing. Like Kevin Love barely played in the um, first series. Didn't like he was like it's like he he be switching rotations and switching starting lineups. Like he be really out there. You know what I'm saying? Queens gambiting people. Um, <laughs> and your man is just like out of his. You can't be you know, afraid he's, he's to do that court. though. Changes got to be made. You got to do it. Yeah, dog. He makes changes. Like he'll he'll tap somebody play like forty eight minutes one night, and then based upon how stuff going, you won't even you get a DNP. Like yo, mm-hmm. how is that possible? I mean, the like, Celtics, yo, the Celtics come back and take this to a game six or seven. You might see you done as Haslam. <laughs> you gotta pull out all the stops, dog. You gotta drive yeah, home. that's that's but that's what coaches <laughs> do. So the young coach is kind of getting exposed a little bit. He may somewhere laughing, um, but you know, they always got a puncher's chance because I think that when you look at those two teams, they clearly have the most talent. But that's it takes more than that. And that's the crazy part about narratives, though, Jim, because if Boston, if Dude makes no changes, but Boston just you know, decides to beat their chest and like, all right, we're the supremely talented team, and they happen to come back and win. Dude, they're gonna put him in the top fifteen after one year. Oh yeah, because that's, oh, that's yeah. How, you know that's how we he do. He's gonna replace. He's gonna replace Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be alright with that. It's like the boy said in that video. He's better than Doc already. The, NBA, the reason the NBA sells the way it does is because it's not even about the talent; it's about the narrative. Story. The narrative. Yep. Or what make the NBA so popular? Because people love stories. Yes, sir. All right, so we'll, we'll see how that goes down. Jimmy Butler has shown like supreme confidence. He's on in the fourth quarter. They getting blown out. He over on the bench laughing with his teammates after the game. He coming to the uh, he coming to the press conference singing. They asked him if if that gave Boston some momentum. He like nah. Like, we all right. Like, if anything, it gave us momentum. The crazy part is, like, if you talk about stories, somebody with a cynical mind like me, I would love to see a team come back and win because of how they're acting. But I can't root for the Celtics to do that. So do your thing, Jimmy. Yo, you cocky. I want to <laughs> see. I want to see. I love to see heat. shit like that backfire, yo. I really do. Yo, yeah, of course, of I, course. I, it's almost like when you it's yeah, almost like you watch everybody does, someone is too confident love, in a TV show, I'm, and you just mm. wait for them to get their comeuppance. Like, you sit there and watch the whole show. <laughs> right. You might not even like the show. You probably don't even like the damn show, but you're like, yo, I got to watch them get their comeuppance. Right. And it's crazy yo, that I think that way out, because I grew, up a, I grew up a cocky motherfucker myself, so I don't even shout, know why I, to, I like to see to, that. Uh, but I like drama. Shout out to Jimmy for using the word comeuppance on, on the pod. That's, that's major. <laughs> Come up and yo, but, you, but but being being who we are, and again, I don't like to speak for my brothers, but I do it all the time. So you know, dog, being who we are, how can you not love Jimmy? Yo, he's about yo, he's about what we about. Yo, Jimmy Butler is about what we about. He works, yeah. he works his ass off. To be able to 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 do the shit he right. does, and I'm not talking about what he does on the court. I'm talking about all that other I mean, drawing shit he does. He I puts mean, work that, 
That's not nurture, dog. That's nature. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what popping is. Sometimes it's just in the club. Jimmy do a lot crazy. of stuff off the court. I want a hooper <laughs> with extensions in his hair. Bamboo earrings. Yo, the crazy part is, like, that whole narrative of him being the hardworking underdog kind of plays into it to the point where if they do go to the finals, unless they never beat them in four, no one will look at Jimmy like, oh, he got to the finals twice and could. Like, he'll never oh, no, have no. that thing. With He's never going to be a choke. <laughs> no. And it's just because of that narrative of him being the underdog dude. Right. I mean, because there's still a lot of people out there who's reluctant to call him a superstar. I don't know what he got to keep doing in the playoffs yo, to, yo, to, to the join low, those ranks. Low, but Jimmy's right. Low, Jimmy's I, never going to get that kind of treatment because he wasn't expected to in the first place. <laughs> Yo, I love I love and respect him, but if you ask me to name thirty NBA superstars, I might still miss Jimmy Buck. And and <laughs> Jeff Bobby. Thirty? Damn. I might miss Yo, I'm gonna keep it yeah, a that's thousand. A, that's a I bit still, extreme, bro. Thirty is a bit extreme. <laughs> Yo, Yo. Also Yo, gonna be like, I, also gonna be like Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Yo, um, <laughs> like what? Yo, when I watch him, when I watch him hoop, or I see his interviews. Yo, I love him. I can respect it, but I don't think of him probably the way that I should. I don't. And that's what I'm saying. I'm that's that's kind of the treatment he gets from everybody. I don't think it's like people doing it purposely. They just, I don't know. I don't know. But think, but but even, also even think about Jimmy how we Christmas. how we judge things because you're like, okay, regular season Jimmy ain't all that, but hey, we done made the regular season not mean a damn thing. So what Jimmy's doing. Should be, I mean, he should be the, the best player in the damn league at this point. <laughs> if we just talking about playoffs, playoffs. Yeah, I got a question for y'all, y'all. Do y'all do y'all think Kawhi even watches the playoffs? I don't think Kawhi Who? likes basketball. Kawhi don't watch Who? sports. Who you say? <laughs> Mute. 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 <laughs> Kawhi. I, I, I don't. I don't know that his body of work. I don't know what you're talking about. Do <laughs> <laughs> okay. really do be be vanishing himself to the point where when his name comes up, I'm like, damn, I'm forgetting how nice this dude is. Yo, <laughs> but, I mean, I, yo, but, I, but we, we all know listen, that he's But to answer your question, no, he's not watching. He's not watching. But I wonder, watch even, I wonder if he even watches. I don't think he Bull watches watch TV. And Bull don't oh. like, yo, Bull don't like sports. Bull don't watch sports. Bull just got a job that pays him a whole right. lot of money. You even think no, he got no. a TV? I don't think he got a TV. <laughs> Dude, this is weird, man. Yeah, that's a weird bull, man. I can't see Kawhi doing anything. Like, what does he do outside of basketball? Get all that money and drive around in a 13-year-old uh, Tahoe? Like if, I, like, if I see Kawhi out doing something that we're doing, I'm going to be shocked. Like, damn, you do this? <laughs> he probably just fish. He probably just go right to the lake and just sit out there and fish all day. And then go visit his sister? Or just, just sit in his house and... Stare at the wall all day, like he in timeout. He look like that kind of cat. Hey, yo. <laughs> and do, pu- do push-ups, <laughs> whole bunch of burpees. Mm-hmm. Get his hair braided in the same direction. Probably lead him Jones in for, for, for too long, eight weeks. I don't think he'd be around people for that. I think Kawhi would probably braid his own hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think he do, man. All right, man. Yo. But, um. Uh, the Lakers. Yo, what type? Well, what type of prison? What type of prison dude do you have to be to braid your own hair? 
<laughs> it just don't look like he like being bothered with people, man. So. Yo, first of all, why <laughs> you sign a hoops man. contract? Why you sign a hoops contract with New Balance? Why you do that for? They was paying him and they, probably, they was paying him and they don't make that many commercials, so he ain't got to do nothing. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't knocking you for that because that bag was crazy and they and they not they not terrible either though they, you know what I mean Yo, like you know he got like one commercial where Jack Harlow do all the talking like you like I ain't got to do nothing you go to Nike you got to make a commercial every other week <laughs> Yo. they got campaigns like four times a year that you got to jump Yo, on with they, you with they Nike. got like seventy nine million athletes so you, you in the rotation yeah if I was him I'd sign with ProCats don't matter somebody that ain't even got a TV budget. But um, I'm, I'm, the Nuggets I'm finished the Lakers off four football. games to nothing. In that final game, yep. LeBron put up 40, 10, and 9. So you know what you know the story was afterwards. LeBron did his part <laughs> with, the, with the rest. And I even told you all this during the game, though. Um, first quarter when he had like 20, 21, or whatever he had in the first quarter, I was like, this is interesting because we've talked about for all of these years how – calculated, contrived LeBron and his team is. I'm like, I wouldn't even be surprised if they got together like, yo, win or lose, like, y'all not going to come back from 3-0. 150 teams haven't done it in the past. So at this point, you need to just shoot. Just go out firing, score as many points as you can so we can just change what the narrative and what the stories are going to be the next day. And whether they did it in a calculated manner or not, God forbid it didn't work because it seemed see, like it I, worked to me. I kind of, I kind of agree, but a little bit different. I don't think it was about. I think it was like, yo, you got to show that you're going out falling, like you, you're going out swinging. So I don't think the matter was like you go go score. It's like, yo, you got to go out swinging because, and that's kind of what the people's problem was with um Harden and um, and B. Like both both results are L's. But right. don't go out looking like you quit. Like you can't go out that way. You know I mean, what I mean? But somebody like, said that to me, and 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 compared this. But I'm like, at the same time, that's game seven. You know what I'm saying? Versus game four. There's no pressure in game four. Game four <laughs> is like, game four is like taking launching a three at the end of regulation because you know the game is already tied. So I can I can shoot any shot I want. The game is already tied. You know you see what I'm saying? Like there's not I a lot of pressure. Saying, in but that. I guess I guess I just see it different to me. It's but like down two, are other, you going to take that team, same three? <laughs> the other team has the ability to close you out. So I feel like any closeout game, any 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 game where the other team has the ability to close you out, you got to go out swinging, whatever that may be. So I, I I you know I do think that it was thought about, but I was, I just think it was thought about in a different way. Like, yo, we're going to go out. We're going to go out with me swinging. You know, it's going to be part of the story. But one of the things I recognize yeah. about LeBron. Like I said, like, the only reason I look at that differently is because when you're down 3-0, it's not really swinging at this point. Like, at this point, you front. I kind of disagree with because, like, as long as you can play, you got to – look at the Celtics, right? So we're just sitting there talking about, like, do they got a, a puncher's chance? And we all agree they have a puncher's chance. Like, you just got to go out swinging. But oh, one man. of the things I recognize this week with this whole LeBron thing is, like, you know, all, all, all the accolades and everything he has, like, I do not envy Boy's life, though, because he can't – no matter what he does uh-huh. one way or the other, 
It's like, yo, yeah. he can't, yo, he's almost he can't win. He, he, he got, he got two grown win. men fighting each other right now <laughs> over him. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two big tongue mouths. You know what I mean? You got, you got Shannon and Kwame <laughs> rumbling right now over him. And he's like, yo, really know either one of you. Yo, I wouldn't even want that life, dog. Like, you got, like, yo, yo, not at everything not is judged. Oh man, not at all. I wanna. They I want to be critical. Like, look how he walks in. He ain't ready. Like, yo. I want to be critical, man. I want to, and and we gonna we gonna split. But dog just dropped forty in the playoffs at forty. Like I, but that that's what I'm. But I think that's a part of the story. Like, yo, LeBron dropped forty at thirty eight years old. He did his part, man. The rest of them dudes trash, and it works. Like, possibly, possibly, like yeah. truthfully, what can you say about it? Like, this old head just yeah. dropped 40. What you do? Everybody Yo. else is going to be looked at. And that Listen, is, man, to Jimmy's brother, point, that is brother. different than early LeBron when people would say, all right, he passing too much in these situations. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't really getting swept back then, but he's passing too much in these situations, so he got criticism for that. So, yeah, you're right. You, you, Brian can't win. Be awesome. <laughs> be awesome. So be awesome. Said a long time ago, man. When, when old people score, you got to respect it because when you old, you could put nobody on the floor and you might not be able to score forty. Like just cause, no. just just because of condition. No. Like if you forty years old, it's hard to score forty no. with nobody. I know, on the floor. I know how hard it is to get forty. My man getting forty at forty. Like I got to put some respect on dude's name, man. Yeah. Like I, I even though. It's one of them things like where, and he played almost when, every minute of the game, all of them. Any every <laughs> Tom when Tom when Tom terrific got number seven. I don't want to admit that he's the greatest QB, but what what am I say? What am I do? I don't think so. Yeah, I know. I, I I think the big head boy Paul from Indianapolis and Denver and and <laughs> Marino, but like yo, what can you say? Yo, he put up a, I, 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 splitting hairs to me would be why didn't you save some of that energy and put up some shots in the fourth, meaningful shots. But it's like maybe he ran out of gas. Maybe he did. I, yo, he went out. A, AD ought to be ashamed of himself. I don't know. Either way, it's AD fault. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no matter how you slice it, even though AD listen, averaged 27 and like 14 in the series, it's his I, fault. Listen, man. As talented as AD is, I never, I never been a big AD fan ever since he laid on the floor and let people play with his booty hole. Yeah, that's he's been a, but, he, he been but a this is still a prime example, though, dog. You play with LeBron, your whole narrative changes regardless of what you do, if you injured half the time or not. Look, <laughs> the bull Chris Bosh, hooper before he went to Miami. And even though he's in the Hall of Fame, I don't really know if there's any fans out there who – Acknowledge him as such. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anybody no. thinks of Hall of Fame when they think of Chris Bosh because people forget. People forget. And he the same as Chris, he the same as uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Well, <laughs> see, but I think I think Chris Bosh is different, right? Because he Kevin Love started to no do one, some of that to himself though before he got with LeBron, no one. But. No one cared about even Chris Bosh in Toronto though. Only really only hoop real hoop fans like to the average person. When he played in Toronto and he was putting up some crazy numbers and having, you know, he had his own team and all that, 
No one really cared. I remember when he came to Miami, and he, some people weren't even calling it the big three. They were like, yo, Brian and Wade. Right. Like, they were ignoring him already. Right. Because ignoring Bo. No, but that's what yeah, that, yeah. I'm my, my point was that they, not that they cared, but what he did, whether you cared or not, you, what, what my man Flip said, can't erase what we were. Like, you couldn't erase yeah, what he like, did. Because I, nice. I, I remember people, like, wondering, because Brian, Brian and Wade held him in high regard. But I remember people wondering why they were holding him in high regard. Like, this is about Batman and Robin. It's not about, you know, a, a three-headed monster. And I'm like, damn, he disrespected me. Nah, like, but but you, know, you like, also had, you know, for the for the people who were standing out, you could also use Chris Bosh as that, you know, well, what do you mean? They, you know, they're not – they don't have three of the best players in the league because people wouldn't acknowledge – a lot of people wouldn't acknowledge that even though he was. So instead of people saying, man, they got three top ten players in the league, it was like, well, they got three top 25 players in the league trying to make the situation seem like it was less than it was. But like you said, yeah, but real hoopers and real hoop I, fans I, I get what you're saying. Like, come on, I those get what you're saying, but I feel like that. That's crazy. I feel like that would have happened regardless. He stayed in Toronto and kept putting up the numbers in Toronto. No one would have still put him in the top ten. Yo, people yeah. just didn't care for Chris Bosh. So no matter whether no, he they, came to they, Miami they and won rings, but he stayed there. He still has been treated like Chris Bosh. Probably just his 20, probably his 25 you know, and 12 would have said differently, so it really wouldn't have mattered what they thought. But, but I, think it's a, I, think, I think it was a timing thing, though. If he comes around now, he'd probably be a star for different reasons, but that's either here or there. <laughs> but, but, but when he got with them, though, he didn't even put up his numbers that he, that he was used to putting up. So it just totally derailed his individual career, but he still ended up being a Hall of Famer because he still did what he was able to do. He did what he did before then, and then he got two titles hey, out of it. So must say, he got a ring. Hall. Same with K-Love. K-Love right. got a ring. Messing with Brian, too. He stayed in Toronto. He'd have been mellow. <laughs> he probably would have made it, possibly, but it would have been a question. The two rings is what makes it not a question, you know what I mean? Yeah, he got he got less respect than Melo. Like I remember, like yo, oh no, Chris yeah, Bosch, no, he wasn't Chris Bosh. Mad disrespected. Yeah, I'm like he's mad disrespected. He's still disrespected. But nobody never liked Boy, so yeah. you know, I mean, no matter what he probably, did, nobody liked him. People probably Blake Griffin probably gonna go down better than Chris Bosh. <laughs> just a dislikable dude. I don't know why. Just a dislikable. And Blake dude. is another probably one, man. Him. People gonna forget because of how he's ending things, but. Blake was a top five to ten player in the league at one point. It didn't last that long, but he was up there. Yeah, Chris Bosh let Lil Wayne smash his wife and then tell everybody, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, the crazy part, we did all this, and we haven't even talked about the biggest story of the week. Um, you know, because it's not really that LeBron had 40 in the closeout. It's not that the Lakers got swept. It's not that everybody in the world is jumping back on Joker's balls now because he made the, the finals. And now, you know, Joker even gets respect in Philadelphia, which he never did. The real story is our quote of the week. And our quote of the week is, going forward with the game of basketball, I've got a lot to think about. Some follow-up questions ensued off of that. That's LeBron James after being swept by the Denver Nuggets. So LeBron put some doubt in anybody's mind who might believe him that there's a chance that he might retire. Y'all think there's a chance that LeBron might retire? Or is this LeBron just snatching the the headlines from that sweep? 
Not on uh, your life or one, your child. One percent. But I, I feel like I feel like in that moment when he said it, I think he probably meant it. Like you just got swept, tired as hell. You just put up forty. Um, and I also Loki think that's part negotiation too, because you know LeBron be doing them year to year joints. Right. So I think it's part negotiation. Part he probably felt that way in the moment because you've got your you've got your ass bust. Um, it's also part it's Jimmy small. like I need better teammates because they say LeBron yeah, thinking true. about quitting because he probably thinks it's such a grind with this particular group that he might not think it's worth coming back. So we gotta. We gotta, we gotta but make the, the, the roster though, even stronger so LeBron can get back on board with another run. The reason I say one percent, though, I still, I still think that LeBron is more about his business than anything else. And I, I sit there and look at the landscape. I'm like, what if Boyd do want to retire for a year until his son is, you know, ready to come in the league and then, then figure out where he going to take up. his talent. But still, even that, because he cleaned that up, because people asked son. him like, well, you've been talking for the last couple of years about playing with your son. So how do you? Figure yourself, you know, maybe retiring now. He even said in that instance, Jim, he was like, well, you know, just because that was my dream doesn't necessarily mean, mean that it was is. his. So he's basically saying, yep. I'm not going to force that on him. You know, I'm not going to make all my decisions based on that because he never really expressed that. Brian probably be at Taco mm-hmm. Tuesday saying, son, we're going to play together. And son be like, fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it probably was cat, but 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 yeah, it probably was, but it was a nice, about, but it was a banging yeah. ass answer. Though. It was a dope ass answer, he, but it probably was cat. Here's the thing about NBA conspiracies, right? NBA conspiracies work because no matter which way the the ball bounces, you can make a conspiracy, right? So I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Everybody knows LeBron's uh, association with the Cavaliers. I'm looking at the young nucleus they got. I'm looking at the fact that they probably have a pick later in the draft, which could be Bronny. And I'm looking at the fact that there's um, affiliation with their coaching staff and um, where he went in USC. So there's like a lot of things lining up. Like they're trying to they try and put the play together. And again, it's all speculation, but it's funny. That's that's how that's why NBA conspiracies are funny because you can make one about anything. Because now the conspiracy was that the league wanted the Lakers in, but now the Lakers lost. The conspiracy is they wanted Denver in because you can make the conspiracy either way. But point being, right. um, that's why I say the one percent like. Because, yo, when you look at Bron's body of work and you look at how many times he's been in the playoffs, I think either he just said or he's close to setting the most playoff games ever played. Yo, he got a couple extra seasons of tread just by just from playoffs. So my man playoffs. might want to take a year off. You know what I'm saying? He might want to take a year off just to, you know, some some recuperation or, or come back and have one of them Kawhi seasons where he barely play anyway. I, I do think the whole idea of playing with or against Bronny is like, you know, is there. No doubt. Um, Yo, imagine, imagine, imagine boy have to check his pop on the switch. They play against each other. They, they do a switch. He got to check his pop. Imagine his pop bowling him over and dunking on him. <laughs> or imagine yeah, him yeah. dunking on his pop. Because you really haven't seen Brian get banged on much throughout NBA yeah. history. And you know his son would really try it. <laughs> Just because. Imagine if imagine they was on the same team. What kind of drawn ass handshake Brian gonna have him like, you know. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if Bronnie don't even make it and he gotta wait for Bryce. Because he gone. <laughs> Yo, Prince Prince Bryce gonna come and be better than all of them. He's gonna be better than MJ. Be awesome if forgot yeah. it. Alright, so that was the that was actually the biggest story of the week. 
um, you know, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's been beaten down uh, all week by everybody. But for me, you know, I, I think it's Cap. I think, you know, and and this is out of respect. This is not out of me taking a shot. I think LeBron always knows what he's saying, when he's saying it, how he's saying it. I just think everybody, everything has a more profound meaning for him. And Jimmy laid out some of the bullet points of what it could be. You know what I'm saying? It could be negotiation, could be this, could be that. Um, I think there's a 0% chance that LeBron is going to uh, retire during this offseason. Because um, I also think every record that LeBron's close to, he wants to shatter. Every record he's already shattered, he wants to put it out of reach. Because I really do think LeBron, he's all about this whole GOAT conversation. So I think it's different for him, like, and, 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 I mean, and think about it. You know, he had the foot injury, but in comparison to any other player who's played till 38 years or over, LeBron is relatively healthy and playing at a very high level. So it's like Duh. if you got a chance he's to put a stranglehold be. on the record books, why not do it? When you, look at, when you look at what he did at 38 versus other people that have played at 38, like right. he's literally in a class all by close. himself. It's, it's like – Yo, he almost averaged 30 this year. Like, Reem won finals MVP at 38. But how many years have I been telling y'all, finals MVP doesn't impress me as much because you only got to do it for a certain amount of games. Like, Shaq yeah. told y'all all the time, time, every time, I'll I let Kobe every time carry the load. And then when this when this comes, big dogs got to eat. So Shaq would purposely make, carry, make I, Kobe I, I carry heard, his bag. I, uh, <laughs> I heard one of those uh, – uh, I heard someone make the argument that that's the most impressive uh, award you can have, and they had a they had they laid it out very well. But it's funny because I always hear you say that you don't respect it, and they said that's think the, it's most the most impressive impressive one. And they backed it up with statistics. And all I mean, it might be the most meaningful one, but I don't think it's that impressive. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely meaningful. I mean, I mean come on, you when you, th- you, when you think about a championship about, series, so it means more, but. Yeah, because also, also that probably means that you're probably playing against the best competition. Like, you can dominate in the regular season and it don't mean nothing. Like, you know, which can lead us to our, our German conversation. Like, people didn't really respect him, even though he just toyed with the league all regular season until they saw I mean, him do it on the big stage. I mean, shout out to my man um, B. Austin, but Chauncey got one. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen. Hey, listen, man. I just want man. to say that. I, I mean, the funny, the funny thing about it is his job was weak anyway. Even though he did get it, yeah. that was a weak series. And, like, they, three people could have got it. Even Paul dog, Pierce's. Yo, that was two a people weak series, got it. dog. Yo, they, yo, yo, the scores in that game was, like, 62 to 59. Like, yo, <laughs> I watched uh, the uh, uh, Sam I Am uh, documentary. Sam I Am or two. Oh, Sam, Sam got a documentary? Oh, word? They really try to yeah, push him for this head coaching gig if he got a documentary. I didn't even see that, Joe. You said Sam I am or Chauncey? Yeah. <sighs> That's difficult for me, but Chauncey, his reputation at its peak was better than Sam's reputation at its peak. But Sam had game, yo. Sam yeah. had so I, so game. So I think, I think I'll say, I think I'll go with that and say Chauncey. But I'm gonna say Sam, yo. I'm gonna say Sam, Sam was one of the ones that had a man. skill set. His when skill set Sam, was better yo, than think, a lot think, of people uh, that was better than him. If 
that makes sense. I think of um, clutch moments. I think about his time in um, with the Timberwolves. Like people forget. I mean, boy, was called Mr. Was Big a, Shot though. Yo, like <laughs> no, listen, listen, I get listen, it. Dad, I get to, it. To, to Jimmy's to Jimmy's point, I know where you're going. Real quick, let me just say this. And I, I know, know B is surprised that I'm that I'm that I'm caping for. I, yeah, because right usually you be hating. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna find it and send it to y'all. And and y'all know how I feel about Sam. To be honest, there were times when Sam didn't get All Star nods that he sh- that he that should have. Yeah. And it was because they couldn't put him on a picture. You can't market. <laughs> hey, so I think it's, but I think a lot of things was because you couldn't put Sam on a picture. Think about it. Sam is one of those dudes, he probably came into the league as an underdog, and I ain't even trying to be funny, but it might have had a lot to do with how he looked. Like, he he was an underdog. Sam. Yo, yo, Jimmy, yo, it's years, it's seasons when Sam was, like, 19 a game and, like, cooking. You can't put Sam on TV a lot. Yo, how am I, how am I, what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with, like, Sam was really cooking and and could have – there's easily been times when you put guys in the All-Star game with his numbers, even if they didn't necessarily deserve it, but they made it, and Sam had no shot. Sam made one All-Star appearance and should have had – I mean, should have equaled chances. He should have had four. Honestly, though, he should have had maybe he should have had a couple of Chauncey's appearances. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. That, that's kind of where, where I'm going. I'm, I'm I ain't going to hold you. I'm I was just saying. There, there's, Sam was more of a killer, in my opinion, than Chauncey was. When you watch this documentary, you look at the numbers, you look at who he played with, because there was times when Big Dog went down, and 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 and, and Ray, Ray was, was acting like Ray. Ray was on his period, <laughs> yo, and Sam carried the entire franchise and had no problems doing it. But you can't yeah. throw him in the all. We can't. Ab- it. Sam would have had to get the nod that he needed. Sam would have had to average twenty four. Again, yeah, because you can't like when you look that way, and then you sound like Cookie Monster. If Cookie Monster was from Baltimore, like it's it's just a whole lot working against you. Like you can't be out there like hey, dear. <laughs> like hey, be awesome. You thinking Sam I am or Nick Van Exel? Oh. Well, don't do that. If we talking highlight no, packages, listen. Nick Van Exel no, is like listen, listen. top five of all time. <laughs> Highlight package. Number number numbers are similar, dog. They not they not hmm. far off and people forget when Nick when Nick went to Denver, he was the dude he averaged over a dub. Like he You know what the difference is though? The difference is gonna be Sam had more success than Nick. Nick gave you them numbers, but you know, Sam been in the conference finals a couple of times. Sam got two titles that people forget who about. Better, who got a better who got a better highlight package? Oh well, oh, he top five. I mean, if you if you gonna say definitely, that, definitely highlight package, yo, Nick Van Exel or Kobe Bryant, like he and them arguments. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> yo, Nick Van Exel got a Nick Van Exel got a top five oh. highlight package in the history of hoops, dog. Yeah, yeah he, that's what I'm about to say. Like Nick, he and Nick that, that class. Nick could do something to you. Nick could do something to you. Sam was Sam was just efficient, like a and bucket. I showed y'all. Go get a I, I sent y'all some Baron Davis highlights today too. Baron might be. What? Up there, top top ten, fifteen as far as highlight packages are concerned. Baron used to do some things. Yeah, he got crazy highlights. <laughs> Yo, your man, you know who got bottom five highlights of all time? Julian Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Machine gun dribble. 
He got the clown out of it. Bottom five highlight clip of all time. His, his highlight clip, like, Harlem Globetrotter type. Yo, for one second, you brought up Julian Newman. Yo, shout out to Oakville Alphonse. Don't nobody know. But... <laughs> Yo! He also be naming names. I'm saying, shout out to him, though. Was his, was his rap name ODO? Shout out to ODO, man. Man, ODO. Yo! Yo, right, yo, so, we knew, yo, we knew Julian Newman before Julian Newman knew Julian Newman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I, I stat of the week, man. This is quite impressive in itself, man. Either as a player, coach, or team executive, Pat Riley has been a participant in 25% of all NBA Finals games ever played. <laughs> And the funny thing is, they're throwing these stats out because they went up 3-0. I mean, it's not going to change it, but it would be crazy if Miami, you know, if they if if they sold the farm on this, because this is the reason we're talking about it. But it doesn't change that he would have been a part of 25%. It might drop down to 24.7 if they lose, and he's not a part of these finals games. But that's impressive, man. That this dude, he's a bat. They're basically saying he's a basketball lifer, and he's just a basketball winner. Like, for all his life, he's Yo, just been a, a what damn winner. That, like, what makes that even more impressive a championship, and weird he involved. Is the, what makes that more impressive and weird is because with all the content that's come out over the last couple of years about the Lakers, whether it's documentaries or the series on HBO, and you see um, Rouse before he became a head coach when he was like, you know, didn't have the confidence and was somebody's young boy and was just a basketball nerd. Right, and you see him kind of like, you know, go from a basketball nerd to like working himself. Yo, they wouldn't this. even they wouldn't even put him on the staff. He was working with Chick Hearn. He was a damn radio announcer. Yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, was in, he loved the he loved the game. He just loved the game. Like he, you Yo, see, like now, Jimmy, man, how did crazy. that bike accident change history? That's some Back to the yeah. Future shit. Like something happened. Somebody went back in the DeLorean. <laughs> made this bull fall off his bike, and it changed the whole. What, what's it called? The, the something time space continuum. Time continuum. Yeah, the space time continuum, and it's a whole different timeline of things that happened because the, that bull is probably supposed to be Pat Riley, or or at least greater, uh, the bull Jack. But yeah, that happened. Westfall came on, took took Pat Riley out of the out of the broadcast booth and the rest was freaking history <laughs> took his yep. damn job and the rest was history yep pretty yeah, much he's been man. a part so, of 25% of every NBA finals game ever played the Luka Riles Riles that bull Legend. and he looked and he looked like a character from Goodfellas Jim what happened this week while everybody was on the Grizz Naive man Absolutely, and while you were on the Grizz Naive, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you don't know what that is, then you haven't been listening, and you should start listening. So uh, make sure you go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203 and just go, yeah, and they will take care of you. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. All right, man, you got to uh, – yeah, man, Riles be out there looking like Jimmy Conway. <laughs> <laughs> Money today, Yanny. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, let's talk about Young Ja, man. Young Ja who, uh, you know, got scared by, by Shannon and started, you know, kind of But uh, 
police Apologize. to perform a wellness check on John Morant after he sends cryptic messages on social media talking about how he loves his mom, how he, you know, bye forever and all that kind of stuff. So more attention. Yeah. You know, and 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 somebody said that like this is uh, who was it? I think it was Willie D from the Ghetto Boys. I think he's like this is the classic, you know, try to get everybody yo. to feel sorry for you when you're in trouble hey, to take the, the shine off of that. Like, yeah, Willie D went too far though, boy. Willie D basically told boy, yo, go buy yourself. <laughs> what did he say, Jim? If you're gonna do it, do it. Yo, Pull the trigger. Then. Yeah, you gonna do it, do it. Yo, Willie D went too far, dog. <laughs> Yeah, he had him on the roof like you smoke crack, don't you? Jump. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Willie D might have went a little bit too far, but yeah. So, um, shout the job, man. Like I, I keep yeah. telling y'all, man. Like yo, for me, boy needs help, man. Yeah, but he 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 said bye after all of that, like Jimmy said. Um, when the police went over there to to perform the wellness check. You know, they found out, or at least he said, no, I was just saying bye because I'm going to get off of social media for a little while. So he's like, you know, I'm going to flash this heat. I'm just not going to do it on social media. But John knew Everybody damn well people were going to be, come on, you, you're not stupid. You know people are going to be like, oh, snap, what job so, about to do? Like, you, you know what you're doing that is, do something like that. What's crazy about that is there's a gentleman, I forgot his name, but he was like a, well-known social media dude. He was a Ravens fan. Um, and, like, the day before Ja did that, he kind of put up a tweet, like, yo, this is my last tweet. Um, good luck to the Ravens in the future, but, you know, I'm out of here. Bye. Some, something like something to that effect. And actually bodied himself. So, you know, that was trending. Yeah, so that was trending for a couple of days, and then you see Ja do this, and it's like, yo, this is on the back The thing of, is, though, yeah. if we do that, you think the cops come over here to check on us? Or we don't get, we don't get enough buckets. Yo, I mean, you know, can you put up 20 and 10? Right, right. What do you do? <laughs> All you do is spin <laughs> records. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do 20 and 10, you know what I'm saying? A little different, but, you know, job, man, get help, bro. That's all I say. My only word is right. guys, man, get help. Job bless. All right, man, listen, Um, Doc Rivers, Glenn Doc Rivers, is now a finalist for the Phoenix Sun job already, man. My man just got fired, like, Eight days ago, and now you're going to take Monty job. Maybe they're just going to switch. Maybe Monty will get the Sixers job, and he'll get that job. No, and then both teams are going to be like, damn, we could have we performed a trade <laughs> instead of as, just letting them walk. And <laughs> as usual with, with what we deal with America, in America, as, uh, as black people, as black men, it's like we fight so hard for these positions of influence, power, and control that, that that rightfully we should have, particularly in spaces where we are represented and where we are the major revenue generator and we are the draw to the show. We we want that. But then it's almost like you have the doctor, right? Yo, you trash, homie. And we, I, I can't defend it. Like, I want to be able to defend black coaches and the fact that we are underrepresented and should be more represented. We should have a, a, an opportunity to to get a little get back for what has been done through the years. But, yo, homie makes it hard, man. So now here yo, you're about to so fall into another coaching job and muck that up for sure because the level of talent that's there, oh, 
you best believe they're a playoff team. They're going to be a playoff contender. You get in the dance and muck it up again and get another So chance. here's the thing. I tell you, if you listen to that thing about the business of basketball, put a lot of things in perspective, right? Because with, with the sharing and all that, um, when you look at NBA ownership, what they're looking for when they hire a coach is basically like a manager. Like, you know, if you, if you ran a company, you want a manager. And Doc has proven that he can run an organization, maybe not to a championship level. He's safe. He's never going to say anything crazy in the media to have your team looking, you know, wild. You also check a box because you got a, you know, a quote-unquote brother running your team. So the, the craziest thing he's, that, he's ever said in Philly, Jim, was, I don't know. Yo, <laughs> that's it. Like, ben so Simmons could be a championship point guard. He's never going to say anything to kind of put your team at risk. He's proven he can, he can. Yo, I mean, listen, if he want Barbarian Coochie, that's his problem. But the thing is, <laughs> by the way, I, I, that, that, of course, that one. That's a, Umar shot to the brother Umar. <laughs> shot to the brother Umar. But anyway. um, Dr. Umar and Kwame Brown, top five content creators on on social media. Absolutely. Without even trying. <laughs> so I see why Doc will always have a job, man. I mean, that's just the bottom line, man. Doc will, um, you know, keep a job. And it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I don't I don't disagree with that, you know. I, just like I think this ball, you know, whether he does well where he is, like this ball will always keep a job too. I'm very proud to be African-American. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. <laughs> How is that necessary, man? <laughs> Why was that necessary? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dev, I, I was I was I was low key gonna put the Umar Joint on the board, and played, but Jesus. I was like, I was like, no, nah, Dev might Jesus. pass out. Oh, you still? I know. I wouldn't have been able to do the show. You we had to do that like after the after the uh, after the outro music, and then just go yeah. out to Umar because mm-hmm. I. Yeah, you might have you might have passed out. So, but anyway, man. Um, whatever I'm being said, man. Yo, Tom Brady um, is to become a minority owner of the Raiders, right? The rich get richer. Um, now, I did read something on this. Now, I don't know how true it is. Where they were saying that, uh, you know, he um, won't have any dis- anything. He can't do anything with decision making. I don't right. know how true that is. Like, is but do he want to? He's going to have a lot to do with money making. That's all I need. You know, fuck them true, true. <laughs> but, you know, so now, I, I don't know how true that is, though. Now, he, you know, because he's supposed to be friends with, you know, the Davis, uh, Al Davis' sons or whatever. So that's where this is coming from. He's also, which they own as well, he's also a minority owner of the WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces. So, you know, Tom Brady, just, do y'all think this has anything to do with the fact that he told everybody to kind of slow down, like, whoa, 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 on his broadcast career because he got a lifetime of money waiting for him to broadcast, and we don't even know if he's good on TV or not. Like, Tom Brady just has options. Yo, that's nuts, yo. Right. Like, you can – what do you want to do, Tom? We'll give you $300 million to, 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 to do TV, even yo, though you've never done TV. Hey, Tom, you want to own a piece of my franchise, Tom? Like, dude got options because he was a great quarterback. <laughs> Crazy what you can do in this world, man. Shout out to him. You, y'all there? 
My bad, I was muted. I was saying, yo, that's also a little bit of, you know, um, hit the bell, white press, because the options he got is just wild, yo. That's they ain't next level. Man, they ain't offering my man Warren Moon any of that. <laughs> yo. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm slow because we ain't did it in a while, in a while but there we go. The, the supremacy bell. Yo, we, he we said still he on it. off a of Warren Moon, though. <laughs> Yo, you remember when B. Austin used to have us ringing the supremacy bell like 65 times an episode? Absolutely. Yeah, he was going Good off. old days, man. All that stuff as we approach, you know, September and our last shows, at least in this format, we got to, to dredge up all them old memories <laughs> and yeah, get back yo. to some of the stuff we used to do. We might have to pass the rock a hey. couple times. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much. So, Deb, before, before you tell us uh, what happened, is going to bring history, some though. JoJo's out. If you want some barbarian coochie, be mine. You. If you're not thirsty <laughs> and you need yeah. some barbarian coochie, go get you some barbarian coochie. And I hope she got. Why does he? Why does he repeat everything he say three times? Yeah, he got to say it three times every time. Because you're going to get these he's, bars, dog. Right. He's not going to make a point and not – you're going to make sure – slow it down. I if you bar- want some barbarian coochie, coochie, be my guest. If you that thirsty that you need some barbarian coochie, go get you some barbarian <laughs> coochie. And I hope she got – Oh, my God. All right, man, this date in sports history, boy Umar said barbarian coochie. Uh, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book, man. Y'all know what it is. Get you a copy of the greatest sports book ever written, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. You can do that at warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com. Don't matter where you get it. Just make sure you get it. Got it. All right, so uh, this date in sports history, May 25th, 1935, legendary track athlete Jesse Owens equals or breaks four world records in 45 minutes at a Big Ten meet at Ferry Field in Ann Arbor, Michigan. This uh, feat, this day was remembered as the greatest 45 minutes ever in sport. Yo, boy, <laughs> broke or equaled four world records in 45 minutes. I mean, the fact that he was able to do it in 45 minutes, that's a testament to whoever set up that day, though, because, man, I hear people whose kids run track. They always talk about how, whoa, that's like an all-day affair because you could have one event at 8 a.m. and then running your next event at, like, 2 p.m., and you're just sitting around all day. So I know Jesse was like, thank you all for putting these races back to back to back. I'm going to just go out here and crack all these records. And we want to give him a salute for this day and all the feats that he's, you know, accomplished in his historical, legendary, momentous career. Shout out to Jesse Owens. Oh. Let's get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody uh, for your support. Shout, as shout always. out to everybody I'm getting that barbarian coochie. <laughs> <laughs> We all support throughout the years, man. Proud of being Everything African American. Everything to be found. I'm proud that my <laughs> wife is proud. <laughs> can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. That's right, warroomsports.com. I'm a punch favorite if I ever seen. 
You check out everything we got going on. Get my book, Sports the Book, at warroomsports.com. So listen, man, until <laughs> next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Night 8. Get you some barbarian pooch. <laughs> <laughs> All the blueprint, yo. Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out to Dev, PJ, Be Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked out. Call it 323-14012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Looking alive, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. World of sports. very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>